0: Welcome back to our beautiful fantasy world. Aww. I've missed it.
1: Yeah, it's been a while. It's missed you.
0: Aww. (laughs) It's missed all of you.
2: It's not the same
0: without any of its good, good people. But yeah, it's good to be back. Um, It is good to be back. (laughs) It's good to be back. Things were not great when we left them, so (laughs) we're, uh... This is a nice moment that we're having, but we're gonna gonna be jumping back into some, uh... Some upsetting circumstances. I'm I
2: mean. gonna need a refresher.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, basically, when we last left off, you guys had just finished out the eight hours of our little hide and seek mini game, our, our eight hours of nighttime where we filled it with danger and daring and uh, mini games, games of and mini game and mini games within mini games and truth telling and answer seeking, and it was all wonderful. Um, and drinking. At this point now, and drinking, there was some of that too. So now you guys have uh, just come out of this, like, horrifying confrontation with the hide-behind. You have sort of shaken up everybody in the party a bit, but saved anyone from certain danger. You are getting ready to complete your reconnaissance mission, Mm -hmm. and you have made arrangements for, uh, like, helicopter airlift rescue when you get back, right? Yes,
2: and everyone still has their intestines,
1: and all of yes, their limbs. Yes, and their Yay. arms. <laughs>
2: all, every single limb. Oh, no. Limb too bad gone. Adam Kennedy lost his arm. <laughs> too yeah, bad. Too bad he's missing an arm now. No, he's not. It was a lie. I didn't mean it. The
0: armless wonder. Oh, that was just um, a joke. <laughs> that was a fun goof, guys.
2: About yeah, making one of our characters lose a limb. You know. It's whatever. He's an NPC. He can take it. You know, just a lighthearted goof him up <laughs> he can't take it i read the fan fiction about adam kennedy and it made me cry <laughs> oh
1: my god oh, what would daisy a fan do? fiction
2: about adam kennedy oh are what there would more What would
0: daisy do there if are. she
1: just had her father come back with no arm
0: that'd be rough wouldn't it yeah it sure would then it would like motivate this whole like spin-off series about daisy kennedy monster hunter and that would be pretty cool though she wants to avenge cool. her
2: father's injury I'd be into that. Avenge
1: her father's arm. She's gonna arm. track
2: down the hide behind and kill it. All right, I'm done. <laughs> Daisy Kennedy, hide behind Hunter. Oh,
1: that would be pretty sweet, actually. Mm-hmm.
2: But like, she starts yeah. hunting them now, even though she's like a child. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she is five. Yes, she takes I know. her entire
1: soccer team.
2: <gasps> Don't you underestimate oh, her? She's so powerful. <laughs> okay, oh, sorry. Man. Please give me yeah the reference. most. Continue. The most powerful character in,
0: in Horror Borealis is Daisy Kennedy.
2: The character, this character that could, just, could, top ten characters that could defeat Thanos even with the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. Yeah. I'm pretty she's sure. the squirrel girl of Horror Borealis.
1: I'm also pretty sure that Daisy could probably pick up Thor's hammer. She's just oh, she, so pure.
0: She's worthy. Absolutely. Okay. Um, are we ready to get going? Yes. cool, 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 Let's cool, 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 cool. All right. But I'm just going to launch right into some flavor text here. Yeah, give me that and, flavor text. Uh, and then we'll we'll be off, off and away with our beautiful story. I'm hoping we can wrap this up in, like, one more episode. Yeah. Um, th- this this particular sort
2: of arc. Mmm, yum. Tasty flavor text. <laughs> Ooh, thanks <laughs> for that Foley. Yum. <laughs> All right. Here we go.
0: You set out from your campsite with only the pale, wintry light of a barely broken day to guide you. Knowing the hours ahead won't do much to illuminate the forest, but hoping they may shed some light on the mystery unfolding around you. Each member of your party bears the weight of a troubled conscience. What they're thinking, you could only guess, but those guesses would probably land near the truth. Zoe, her dirty blonde hair pulled halfway back in a messy ponytail, grips the handle of a baseball bat that spent the previous day's hike tucked out of sight and mind, her own eyes distant as they seem to search for the glow of others beyond the tree line. Adam grits his teeth and forges onward, bracing against the pain and the cold with a grimace well familiar with both. He looks straight ahead, but every so often his glance flickers to the faces around him, and in those moments it's impossible to tell if his arm or his conscience is the bigger source of his agony. Only Hawk's face is truly unreadable. His eyes are ringed with sleeplessness, and a perceptive observer might note something akin to hesitation in his even strides, but weariness, though strange on his features, isn't a sure giveaway of anything except the night you've all shared and the task ahead of you. What are each of you thinking about? I'd like to sort of get inside your heads as we go on what I'm sure is an awkward and somewhat anxious hike this morning. I think you guys are probably not really talking because, one, Mm -hmm. you're hiking at a pretty brusque pace, I think, trying to keep up. Um, But I'm sure you all have a lot on your minds. So, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Mariah, what are you thinking about?
2: I think I'm mulling over the conversation that I had about the conversation that I had about Phil and Mm -hmm. the sort of vagary of it and the sort of troubling implications of it. Um, I'm thinking about Isabel. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm thinking about if I think she's in any sort of danger. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since she was being weird when we last spoke, uh, and mainly I'm thinking about the fact that uh, Mariah's got uh, issues with authority figures and that she doesn't like most of them. But when she gets attached to one, she's like, "This is this is my God now. <laughs> like, you are this is a this is the special one." Um, mm-hmm. Very feeling, very shaken up, having seen Adam in such a physically vulnerable situation. And so close sure, to se- definitely. so close to severe injury or even death. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. Just sort of. Siobhan, what's yeah. on? Oh, sorry, oh, sorry. sorry go I was ahead. just say just sort of falling into the rhythm of like the footsteps on the crunchy all sorts of forest floor, and yeah, and letting and just sort of uh, you know when you walk for a long time in the forest and it's like crunching and it's cold and you just sort of kind of mm-hmm, fall into that definitely. rhythm and it's almost meditative but not necessarily and it just sort of falls into a sort of empty state, like a little bit sort of blank. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think even probably, you know, the atmosphere gets just before it snows, like when you know it's coming and everything's yes. kind of gray and sharp. And there's like a certain smell in the air too. And like this, the air feels a little bit heavier than yes. usual. And I think that's kind of what the weather is like at least too. And I think mm-hmm. that's probably very much contributing to this mood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Siobhan, what's on your mind?
3: Probably trying to prepare for whatever's ahead. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, she doesn't really know, but last night, um, unfortunately, kind of took her by surprise. So she's um, trying to keep sharp and think about um, ways out and strategies about whatever types of creatures that she's come across in the past and how she's dealt with them before.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Cool. And uh, Martha? What's what's weighing on you this morning?
1: Uh, Martha definitely has a lot going on in her head that she wants to not think about. So she's um, trying to focus more on what's happening now rather than thinking about like her family or um, even even like Adam, who's hurt. She's trying not to worry about him, but rather mm-hmm. trust in everyone that everyone's going to be okay so i think yeah, yeah definitely
0: so after you guys have walked for a bit and you're all sort of enmeshed in these various thoughts that you're having these uh these things that are weighing on you and and occupying your brain space and of course you know the the physical exertion of the hike itself this isn't easy to rain by any means and it's certainly not easy under these conditions you know you're cold and you didn't sleep well and the, like I said, the weather feels heavy with impending snow, even though it hasn't happened yet. And I'm sure mm-hmm. that all of you are well aware of what the implications of that would be. Maybe even Siobhan more than others. You know how quickly things can turn pretty bad under these circumstances if even a- another intimidating factor happens to arise.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But as you make your way through, um, all of a sudden you become aware of a strange wind blowing through the trees around you. And it's unusual, because it's a wind that you can feel, and you feel it pushing at your skin and ruffling your hair, but the trees around you and the foliage remain unmoved. The leaves aren't blowing, the branches aren't rustling. The air is colder here, and silent, with none of the usual sounds of nature unfolding around you. Martha, you become dimly aware that the hide-behind, which you still had sort of this back-of-your-mind connection with, and that had at some point been following from a cautious, curious distance has turned and retreated. It's completely gone. Hawk's face suddenly creases with what looks like pain and exertion as he quietly and grimly announces, We're close. You notice that his eyes are turned up to the sky and out toward the horizon, and Martha, I'm sure you would look to see what he's looking at, and as you do, You're transported back to the visions that you've now had twice, as you find yourself looking upon a strange aurora stretching across the landscape. At first glance, it seems to be the Northern Lights or something similar, but wrong, somehow. This doesn't look like swaths of colour painted softly across the sky, but rather like the ragged edges of a great gaping expanse with hues of all sorts shifting angrily inside. And, as if that's not enough, the way that you felt before in the woods when you got close to the parasite plant, that was nothing compared to how this place makes you feel right now. Martha, as you gaze into it, you feel a searing sensation all over your body, like the blood returning painfully to aching veins after too long out in the cold. Your stomach tightens with nausea and fury, and your senses reel with this sudden hypersensitivity. What do you do?
1: Um, I think probably just grits her teeth a little bit and doesn't really say anything. Tries to hold back uh, most of what she's feeling. Um, Mm -hmm. Would this be a good time to investigate a mystery?
0: Sure, you can do that.
1: Okay. That would be an eight.
0: Okay, so let's see. Your Investigate a Mystery. On a mixed success, you get one hold. Mm -hmm. So, um, your questions here may or may not be the best. Um, would you rather read a bad situation, maybe?
1: Yeah, that might be better. Um...
0: I think, I think those questions will maybe be more helpful to you than the Investigate a Mystery questions. And it's still plus sharp, so Mm -hmm. the, the score just is the same.
1: Okay. Um...
0: Do you have a list of questions or do you need them?
1: I do have them. Um, Are there any dangers that we haven't noticed? I feel like...
0: That's a very good question. Um, Yeah,
1: I feel like we've noticed it. Yeah, go ahead. It's just like, (laughs) if it's more specific, then that might be more helpful.
0: Sure. So maybe this is actually more of a... Are you looking for, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Or are you looking for, what's the biggest threat?
1: That's a good question. Um, I guess what dangers we haven't noticed. Um, okay. Yeah, because we know that this place doesn't feel right or there's something wrong here. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know if there's anything like in the place that we would have to worry about.
0: Okay, so any dangers you haven't noticed. Um That's difficult because I think, um, here's what I'll give you. I think you have noticed, like, the, the danger is sort of this place, right? Like the things, the, the circumstances here are clearly very unnatural and clearly affecting you in some immediate way. Uh, so I don't really think that this is going to be a very straightforward question or a very straightforward answer, but I think that just to sort of move this along narratively, um, you recognize this place from your sort of visions, right? And so you, even as you're gritting your teeth and trying to to muscle down these reactions that you're having, I think you look out to just take it all in for yourself firsthand for the first time. And you see things that you've seen before in your mind's eye. You see this bizarre, twisted aurora of Borealis and you, you look down and you recognize the landscape. It's exactly as you've seen it before. You're sort of just behind this overlook where you can gaze out over this cliffside and look down into a valley that's full of trees and between two peaks at the bottom of the valley, there's smoke rising, but as you try to look down between them, you can't really grasp what you're looking at. It's not that your eyes aren't seeing it, but something about it when you try to look at this particular location or whatever is hidden there your head starts hurting if you try to focus on it for too long. You just can't quite parse it out into something that your mind can make sense of. And I think that you know that's a threat. And I think that you know clearly this place around you is some sort of threat. But I think in terms of dangers that you haven't noticed, probably the biggest one is that everybody else wouldn't have noticed that you are going to be dangerous if something doesn't change quickly.
1: Uh, Change how? Like, what do you mean?
0: So this feeling that you had before when you got close to the parasite plant in the woods, right, Mm -hmm. that preceded or intensified you lashing out with these magical powers against your will. And I think that you feel yourself now, this is kind of, again, the sensations are different, but it's the same kind of idea that you are somehow reacting to or being overloaded with or responding to this magical energy and that you, I think, would know sort of instinctively that it's, you're not going to like whatever this wants you to do.
1: Okay. Um, Then I guess I'll just say to everyone else, um, I think we need to go down to where that smoke is.
0: I think that that would Strike you as walking directly into danger? <laughs> um, yeah, but if that's—I'm not going to tell you like not to say that. I'm just saying that like if I wasn't clear, <laughs> that's a bad no, thing. No, <laughs> I know.
1: Um, so, okay. so Martha's mindset right now is pretty much just she's like a mom on a mission. She's going to do what she has to do, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think that she's really taken the time to consider the consequences sure, um, or at least not in depth mm-hmm. um, so I think that would be her first reaction is just continuing on the mission and just getting what we need to get out of it.
0: Okay how visibly reactive are you right now?
1: That depends on how much I'm feeling because if it's a lot then they can probably see that I'm tensing up and all of that but if it's yeah yeah
0: I would say it's pretty bad (laughs) okay so
1: they might notice that um do you think maybe I would start shivering a little bit
0: yeah yeah that might be a a valid reaction I think that would make sense to me um
1: okay maybe like shoulders are pulled up higher
0: Mm-hmm. Um something Definitely. like
1: that.
0: Okay. Um Mariah, Siobhan, how do you respond to this?
2: I'm just kinda nervous. I don't like how this that's this is Addison. <laughs> I don't yeah. I don't like what's happening.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. I think Siobhan would would
2: mm-hmm.
3: ask what what's down there? Either yeah. to Either to Martha or to Hawk,
0: yeah. probably. Sure. you guys can look as well, um, and the same thing is happening. Like as you yeah. look down over this overlook, you can't, you can't parse what you're looking at. You can't see whatever is there to be seen. Yeah.
1: <sighs> I think I that like... when Siobhan asks that, um, Martha just looks over at Hawk because she doesn't have an answer for it.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think Hawk is. Uh. I think you guys look to him for answers, and as you look, you're kind of taken aback because he clearly isn't hearing you. He, m- Martha, is feeling something akin to whatever you're feeling right now, but clearly it's not going well. Like, he is, is visibly pained, and he's sort of, uh, like, he's also tense, like, trying to hold himself together whatever is happening here, he also is experiencing the sensation and experiencing it pretty intensely. So it's not that he doesn't want to give you an answer or that he's avoiding giving you an answer, but at this moment, he's not in a position to give you one.
1: Hawk, are you okay?
3: Hawk?
0: Uh, I think he sort of reaches his arm out and sort of leans up against a tree and is, like, trying to catch his breath. And... Uh, through this sort of pained exertion says I'm I'm sorry, I can't Martha, are you alright? I've been better Uh, I think Zoe looks between you guys and is like, um, what's (laughs) sorry, does anybody have any idea what's going on here?
1: Not really (laughs) (laughs) um
2: all right. Let me pull up my playbook and see if I have anything at all yeah. that can contribute to what's happening.
3: Can I um, maybe read a bad situation?
2: That's a great roll. Yes.
3: Yeah.
0: I already did. Uh, make that's a, a to seven. Devils. That's a seven. Seven
3: for me. Yep.
0: Okay. So that's a mixed success. So you get to ask one question from your list.
3: Yes, my list.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, best way in. Best way out, any dangers we haven't noticed, what's the biggest threat, mm-hmm. what's most vulnerable to me, and what's the best way to protect the victims?
3: You know, I'm going to say what's the best way in.
0: Okay. Um, best way in would... Actually,
3: wait, 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 wait. Okay. In this case, who would be the victims?
0: Uh... Well, that's a good question. Um, mm-hmm. How would Siobhan interpret that? Like, what answer would you be looking for?
3: I think she's thinking Martha and Hawk, whatever they're going through.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good way of looking at it right now.
3: Mm-hmm. So what's the best way to protect them?
0: Get them out of here. I mean, I think that you, Siobhan, would immediately notice, like, this is clearly a location-based effect, whatever this thing is that both of them are, like, looking up at in the sky that I can see that's kind of terrifying, like, that is having some sort of impact on them. Mm. Um, And I think that your immediate reaction, because you're trained to evacuate civilians from dangerous situations, would be, like, we need to get them out of here. We don't know what we're dealing with.
3: Right, right, right. And -hmm. what's the next best way?
0: (laughs) other best way um i guess the next best way would be to break whatever hold this thing has on them or whatever force is acting on them
2: mm.
3: okay i
0: i will say that siobhan i think you have probably figured out that it's your two magic users yeah. who are responding to this yeah clearly not well
2: either they are not doing great no. yeah it's not great it's not awesome
3: Hmm. well i don't really have any magic to use so let's see what I can do I do Mariah did
2: you want to do anything or do you want to wait to see what Siobhan does I want first? to see what she does and also I okay there's not much I can contribute that isn't what just like the read a bad situation is what just happened and sure but that was one hold there might be others you can ask if you want that's true um reading a bad situation like let me uh let me read a bad situation let me roll sure let me pull Plus, up Plus, if you
0: name. get more than a 12, you can ask any question you want, not just the listed ones. Oh, so, like, well, reading a bad situation is always a pretty good role. I got an 8. So, you know, one more question you can ask. Okay. But, um, give do me you guys this. want to do that now,
2: or Siobhan, do you want to do your thing first? Let Siobhan do, let Siobhan do her thing, and then give me those questions again. Well, and here's, I'll here's the real. thing.
3: I didn't oh. have a thing.
2: Oh. <laughs> okay, great.
0: I have a
3: gun. All
2: right, so, uh.
0: You want to give me those questions? <laughs> That's not great. Um, okay, so what's my best way in? Mm-hmm. What's my best way out? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's most vulnerable to me? What's the best way to protect the victims? What's the biggest threat? Okay. Um, I think there are, there are two possible answers to this. And I think that the immediate one is kind of like... Obvious to you that you're thinking of. Like, the biggest threat is whatever, like, is whatever invisible magical force is acting on these two. Mm -hmm. And I think that, Mariah, you're probably figuring out, like, it doesn't seem to be that a thing or a person or an invisible whatever is like necessarily doing something to them it is like something intrinsic coming from inside them that is hurting them it's not like an outside force like they're not being punched by ghosts they're not being like Mm -hmm. held back or restrained or like attacked by anything it's some internal reaction or, or force or something related to this location that is causing them to have this reaction, this immediate sort of, Mm uh, you know, je ne sais quoi. Right. So that's the biggest threat, is whatever's acting on them. However, that's not a particularly big threat to you. What is a big threat to you is that you were in the woods with Martha the time that you saw her, like, spaz out because of some sort of magical blood poisoning, (laughs) for lack of a better word. right, oh my god. And you... Saw her attack So I think that you, Mariah Being mm-hmm. someone with a naturally suspicious mind Would think, like, along that train of thought You can yeah notice and project sort of like Oh, something bad is going to happen if we don't fix this
2: You're Right And probably going to happen from these two Yes Um I Shit, okay I just, I, yeah Um, okay, so I kind of, not raise my hand like I'm in class, but, like, raise a hand, like, sort of... Uh Uh-huh. I don't have a video on, so you can't see me, but a hand by my head. um, Uh Uh-huh. And sort of say, um, hey, guys, I think we, uh, I think we need to get these two out of here.
3: That's probably a good idea.
2: I'm not... (sighs) Martha, are you... Can you walk? Are you okay? Like...
1: Yeah, I'm fine and I think I can go further.
2: I don't think that's a good idea. I uh just remember I I don't think um I don't think I don't feel good about exposing you more to whatever is happening here. Tell me how you're feeling. What's going on?
1: Well, I feel like I want to know what this thing is. I want to know how to deal with it, and I don't think that we're going to get anywhere unless we go down there and figure it out.
0: Dude, we're for sure not going to get anywhere if you, like, keel over dead halfway down this cliff.
2: This is clearly taking some kind of toll on you, and I don't don't know that I feel good about pulling you more into it. That doesn't seem... Yeah, I agree. It doesn't seem like a productive idea.
1: I appreciate that, but This is something that I almost feel like I need to do.
0: Okay, so Martha, Mm -hmm. Uh, as a fan of your character, (laughs) as a fan (laughs) of your character, um, yeah, no, I mean, like that's a discussion to be had. But um, I think even before that, I'm going to tell you, like, there. This is going to get a tiny bit meta. But basically, I'm going to have to start asking you to do things from your dark tags soon. Mm-hmm. Um, however, before that, I'd like to give you a choice. Because basically, once your dark tags start happening, like you can't use your magic unless you do the horrible thing I ask. Right. Um, so I'm going to give you an option here. and I'm, I guess I'm giving Tim the option. I'm not really giving Mark <laughs> the option. But Tim, your option is this. You can either roll a tune in before I take away your powers or like this can be sort of an effect that uh, comes into play after I ask you to do a terrible thing. There's going to be some sort of like psychic connection here for a moment is basically what I'm getting at. I'd like to know whether you think it would be more in character for Martha to try to reach out and make that happen first or whether it's something that you think would be more interesting to like come over you after this like these dark urges start happening
1: i don't think that martha is trying to make any type of psychic connection um Mm -hmm. i feel like if something's gonna happen it's gonna be on the other end of that connection rather than her starting it
0: Um, okay yeah that makes sense to me Mm -hmm. okay cool i just didn't know if that would be like a reactionary thing on your part and if so i didn't want to rob you of the opportunity to make that happen right Um, i mean i'm
1: sure there are going to be times like if i do go into this where i will want Mm -hmm. to be able to use magic but can't sure um but i mean that's part of playing the game
0: totally yeah no i get that um okay then as you are talking about like wanting to go down there and find out what's happening you um all three of you actually are sort of uh taken over by this sudden intense psychic energy Mm -hmm. and uh i have like a a very strong mental image of what this like looks like or or feels like but i don't know how necessarily to convey it i guess the closest thing i can think of is like any sort of cartoon or drama where there's like a psychic creature that's trying to reach out and all of a sudden like did you ever see the original animated justice league movie like way back in the early 2000s i did and like Oh, man. Not the movie, well there's this no. thing, basically, it's like a feature-length cartoon. It like started off the animated series. Okay. But before they find out that like Martian Manhunter is like Martian Manhunter and is trying to communicate with them, um, Superman keeps getting these like overwhelming like psychic visions and like impulses um because he doesn't realize that what's happening is this psychic creature is trying to contact him. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of envisioning this. Like you guys are standing there, like tensions are rising, you're getting overwhelmed, and then all of a sudden, like you feel something in your mind and you don't really have a way of codifying or understanding what it is that's happening to you but a connection has been established
1: is this all of us or and just so, martha all um us,
0: right? the three of all oh, okay. of you yeah okay. all, all of you the three of you specifically so the way i'm envisioning this um basically kind of what i want to do is i want to give you guys an advantage here and i've sort of justified it narratively i think that like martha you're gonna roll plus weird because this is a psychic contest for you basically mm-hmm. um mariah i think it makes most sense for you to roll sharp because okay. you're kind of going to be like intellectually engaging with whatever's happening okay um and siobhan i think for you it's going to be straight up and down like a tough roll like you are just trying mm-hmm. to maintain your constitution against this thing
2: does I, that make sense yeah. yeah i just rolled okay i have um seven plus by three sharp that puts me at a 10 awesome okay um martha what did you get
1: 11 an 11 Mhm. that what you said? Yes. Yeah, 11.
0: Okay, great. Okay. And Siobhan, what did you get?
3: Uh, that's a 12.
0: <gasps> Damn, you guys are so good. Also I give you. 12. Really good stats. <laughs> <laughs> 10, 11, 12. Kickin' ass. Love it. Oh, yeah. Uh, love it so much. Okay. So, I'm trying to decide what order to resolve these in. Um Let's start with Martha. Okay. So, Martha, you feel this, like, psychic presence in your mind. I think probably all three of you are so shocked or stunned or, like, caught off guard by this that there's, like, some sort of, you know, like, falling to your knees or, like, leaning against a tree or, like, collapsing. Like, there's a visible, physical Mm -hmm. response to this. But you feel this intrusion in your mind and almost reactively, almost instinctively, almost like a reflex, your own magical abilities reach out and connect with this thing and whatever is sort of taking hold here, like you connect with it so strongly that you actually catch it off guard and you have the opportunity now to ask three questions of like, or find answers to three questions you have about whatever's going on here, basically. If whatever is causing this intrusion can answer them. And I don't think it's going to be necessarily like you having a conversation as much as it's going to be like, you discerning images and answers and information
1: okay um is there a specific list of stuff that you think i should ask or
0: no i want you to sort of like explore like what questions martha has about this and whatever force is like what you're connecting with here
1: um is there any way to know more about it like just what it is other than uh like
0: well, you have three questions, pretty much yeah. like carte blanche, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is that is literally what I'm giving you.
1: Um. Uh, so, is this something where I'm seeing through its eyes, like, with creatures?
0: No, not quite. Okay. Nope.
1: Um,
0: this is more like you are tapping into a consciousness, and you can probe that consciousness for information.
1: Uh, what kind of consciousness is this like? Is it like a human is it like is that one of your questions yeah
0: okay it's human everybody, this is your Keeper speaking. First off, thank you so much to everyone for being so great and patient with us during a huge transition period on our end. In case you missed it, or don't follow me on Twitter, Andrew and I bought a house, and then we moved into that house. I started a new job, and we uprooted our little apartment and embarked on this whirlwind adventure basically right after we got back from Chicago. It has been a truly wild and unbelievably busy several weeks, and I have definitely dropped the ball on content creation while that has been happening. But the good news is that we're settled, we're in our new space, the new job is going well, and for the first time in a long time, we have recorded some brand new episodes of Horror Borealis. Patreon donors, thank you for your patience. You have been absolute superstars, making the live show happen and helping us create merch, explore opportunities, and meet people we couldn't have dreamed of otherwise. And your excitement for Borealis months before the public release is what brought us to this point, period. So I wouldn't be here recording a mid-roll or sharing this story without you. Thank you, truly. If you have heard beyond this point in the story already, then you know this is where things start to blow wide open and we start to learn what the narrative is really about. I'm really proud of the moments that follow, the themes we've explored, and the hard conversations we've gotten to have at the table, but I do want to give everyone hearing these episodes for the first time just a little bit of a heads up. You've noticed by now that we leave a lot of our table discussion in the final audio, and that's on purpose. It's important to me to be really honest about the messy, unpredictable, and ultimately compassionate experience of playing any tabletop game, but especially a horror drama with people who are trusting you to hold that space sacred. We make decisions together, we decide what it means to exist in our world, and we get to choose how we face the consequences. I want you to know this, because I also want you to know that the character choices we explore and the arcs that occur are entered into with consent care and intention. We talk a lot off-mic about what we want the characters to learn and how much we want to put them through, and while the responses you'll hear to some of the twists and reveals are genuine, nothing here is done for shock value. As always, we'll keep putting content warnings in the episode descriptions, and we'll keep on laughing our way through some truly horrifying things, and we hope you'll come with us. We love this journey we're on, and I would like to think I speak for all of us when I say it has been one of the most rewarding experiences of my life. Speaking of rewarding experiences, if you listen to other shows on the OneShot Network, and you certainly should be, there's a better than average chance you recently heard Addison and I playing my game Coffee Detective on the OneShot Podcast. We got to record with James, Mike, and Eleni while we were in Chicago for the live show, and folks, it was truly spectacular. If you haven't listened yet, I can't encourage it strongly enough. You will laugh harder than you have in a long time, or else I will personally buy you a coffee. Sitting next to Mike McDoll for three hours and trying to play the straight man was a frankly Herculean task, and probably the only masterclass in improv comedy I will ever take in Chicago. That show and those people are just a handful of the reasons why you should consider pledging to the One-Shot Network on Patreon. It is an honor of enormous magnitude to be a part of this network and to know these incredible creators, but my friendship pays no one's bills, and the only reason all of these passion projects can get made in the first place is because of listeners like you. Pledging any amount makes you a big part of making a lot of people very, very happy, and some of them gainfully employed. And it also gets you access to even more material than the ludicrously prolific amount of material already available for you on the network. Whether you like actual plays, game theory, interviews, comedy, drama, introspection, creation, or people named Jeff, because we have more than one, you're going to get your money's worth. As always, the part of Mariah Harris is played by Addison Peacock. The part of Martha Campbell is played by Tim Warner. The part of Siobhan O'Shaughnessy is played by Andrew Giada, who also composed our excellent theme music, as well as the incidental music you hear in this episode. And I'm your keeper, Alex Flanagan. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the rest of the show. Bye! (laughs)
1: Someone, um. <laughs> um, do I know where specifically it's coming from?
0: From the area that you can't see between the okay, two. Okay, that's right Sorry, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, uh, and then how could I, or how could we get to it to them?
0: Um, that's a, hmm. Uh, okay, let me, let me ask a little bit more about your asking this question. Yeah. This is a question you can totally ask. As a fan of your character, I'm going to tell you, I think there will be a consequence to asking this question. Okay. Because this is a connection, right? So if you ask this question, yeah. this... Other context, We'll know this question is being asked, right? Right. So, like, I'm just like, be aware of that. I'm, like, really freaked out.
1: <laughs> so, can I assume that uh, they're also gathering information about us? Or me, at least?
0: Not... Information that you are not sort of giving. That would have been a consequence of, like, a lesser role than the awesome role that you had. Okay. Um, but at this point, this is more, like, questions that you specifically put into this space, like, can be deduced from. But this, this person or this force or whatever, like, does not have unlimited access to you, like you do to it right now.
1: Okay. Um... I feel like even though it might not be the smartest decision, in the moment, Martha is thinking, like, we need to get down to whoever this is, wherever they are, and right now we're being stopped from doing that. Um, Sure, totally. And I feel like that's the question I want to ask, even though it might not be the smartest or safest choice. Okay.
0: Okay. Great, yeah, then you can ask how to get down there. And I think, um, trying to resolve how this information would be delivered, I think that probably what you're envisioning is a specific path, like a specific footpath from where you are that, like, sort of winds a back way down this cliff face, and, like, it's kind of obscured, but you know where it is now. And a path that leads basically down this cliff face and around to... The area that you are or that you were earlier trying to look at and couldn't between these in this basically this sharp valley between these these two peaks. Um And it's it's nothing that would really mean any information to you right now for me to describe, but it is a physical way for you to get down there if that's what you're looking for.
1: Um I was kinda also wondering, like how to get down there without like all of these magical uh consequences if that makes sense, um, yeah, so, I think that's
0: a different question, yeah, um,
1: and I guess uh I don't know i I kind of wanted to know like what this kind of magical force field type thing is mm-hmm. and but that might be something that uh I was about to ask, and then maybe the connection gets cut off or sure. something like okay that. great
0: i think that you are trying to figure out how to get down here and even if it's not necessarily like what you meant intentionally like the information that is is shown to you because you're sort of catching us off guard and like how to get down there like when that's what you're thinking the immediate reaction is this like very literal interpretation of that and almost as soon as like You are visualizing this path down there and then like there's this force field in front of you or whatever it is. I think like you are watching this unfold or you're receiving this information and like you're on the edge of your seat sort of thinking like you're going to get to see how to get past this thing. And all of a sudden like the vision sort of like jars out of your sight really kind of like angrily and you become aware that you are, uh, you've basically been found out. Right, so like this thing, whatever you're probing or, or, or looking into, like has shut itself off from communicating with you. Okay. Um, Mariah, mm-hmm. let's let's look at, at your end of the deal here. Yes, please. So, tell me where I'm at. Uh, I think I think yours a little bit different. I don't think you have the ability to like directly look into this thing and try to ask any information. But what I will give you is this. I think this force is going to try to ask you two questions and you can misdirect them in some way.
2: It's going to ask me questions? Yes, and I I don't know why that made me react like that. I mean, I do. (laughs) Because I don't know what this thing is and I don't like it talking to me. All right. Yeah,
0: that's fine. Which is why it's great that you rolled so well. Because now, like, basically this is looking for information about how it's being intruded upon. And you now have the chance to basically give misinformation
2: <sighs> okay yeah let's lie to a mystery let's go <laughs> <laughs> i thought that would be more fun than just giving everybody questions no i'm so. into it um let me uh, shift into my character voice yeah definitely Gotta and again i don't think low.
0: it's going to be straight up and down like question questions yeah. it's going to be more like this is looking for information and you can choose to like actively present different information Kay. if that makes ah, sense yeah totally so let me think about what has just occurred in this conversation with Martha and what information this presence might be trying to acquire. The critter. Um. Yeah. Okay, so I think the first question this thing is going to be looking for is who you are.
2: Okay. Um.
0: And maybe not even just, like, you as a person, but, like, whatever is yeah, like what are, up here. Yeah. So, like, your
2: party, right? Or, like... Essentially... I don't know. What's a good way to communicate to it that, like, we're not a threat? Like, we're not mm. trying to hurt it. I don't think it's quite like that.
0: Okay. I think this is actively looking for information on, like, who you are or who is in your party or, like, what is going on up We're
2: here. just some people on a
0: hike. Um. <laughs> okay. Um, are you, like, visualizing... The, like, the actual people in your party just no. on a different
2: purpose or, okay, good, that's I wanted good, to think good. there are less of us than there are, too. Okay, great. Um, and
0: let's say you're just, like, actively thinking of maybe, like, faces of hikers you passed on the way in here or something. Yeah,
2: like someone I went to high school with. <laughs> oh, good. No, I like that a lot. That's very good. I'll put some people okay. I went to high school with. And be, and okay, there's, great. like, three of them because it's connected to three people, so I know it knows there are three of us. Mm-hmm. okay great so smart there are three randos
0: on a hike. okay <laughs> cool and um i'm sort of envisioning this and you can change this flavor text if you want yes i'm envisioning this as like you sort of feel this information probe happening yes. and like feel like pressured to think of certain things and you mariah because you're one a conspiracy theorist and two don't trust anybody your immediate reaction is to like Mm -hmm. fight and to put up different information because you don't know why it wants this information but
2: you know that you're not about to give it. I've been preparing for this because I've been practicing (laughs) for alien abduction scenarios. Exactly. So this is like basically your
0: entire life you've been waiting for this moment.
2: (laughs) I've been training for this moment for my entire life.
0: (laughs) Okay, great. And then I think the other question would be, um, Uh it
2: wants to know how much you know about magic. Then this thing is in luck because I barely have to lie. I don't know anything <laughs> about magic. Is there anyone that you think
0: of, or anyone that you like, or anything that you visualize, or are you
2: just trying to keep a blank slate? Um, I have to Google something really quickly for context. Okay. Um, just let me uh, let me just research something real quick. I have to do a date check. Okay. Okay, no. So it can't be a Harry Potter reference, not yet. Not till next year. Oh uh, gosh darn it. Um, so close. So then I am going to I need to double check one other pop culture reference. Uh-huh. Um I picture Damn it, not that either. Give me a second. <laughs> All right, um then I'm going to go old school. I picture Crystal Timothy. No, I picture uh, Bewitched, the old sitcom original. Oh,
0: very good. Okay, I love that. That's excellent. Um, great, okay, so you have given really good misdirects to both of these sort of information probes, mm-hmm. and then I think this thing sort of relinquishes right. the hold on you, you get the impression it doesn't really consider you specifically to be a threat anymore.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, just so you know, my first plan was Harry Potter, my second plan was Practical Magic, but that didn't come out until 1998, so. Oh gosh, I, I was gonna that think I know... gonna go for like... I went for something that yeah. I knew for sure would already be out. <laughs> Well, very cool. I like that. I was off. I'm so mad about the Harry Potter. It's off by just one year. It came out. The first book came out in 97. That's okay. And that's the one yeah. thing that I will fact check when we play this game. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's very good. Is my very pop consistent. culture references. Love it. Love it. Okay. Cool. So it le- okay. it lets me go. Yeah. I'm gonna just um, take a little lean against a tree. Take some deep breaths. Good. Good.
0: And uh, Siobhan, what I was going to basically have you do on a total success is just basically block this thing out entirely like it can't nice. even touch you you're just cool. you're you're a brick house of mental fortitude she's a brick house
3: of mental fortitude
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that is that a satisfying success condition for you or would you like to that you
3: is know... that is fine
0: okay great cool so um this mental probe this force of psychic energy has passed and left all of you sort of gasping on the forest floor here um what do you do
1: i think martha is struggling to get up and go towards that path
0: okay um and i think hawk looks over at you from where he is he's sort of like seated with his back against a tree and he looks at you and he says martha no we we need to get out of here back back to town i'll i'll explain what i can later
1: but it's it's right down Uh, here
0: Get Martha out of there. Um, and Hawk just looks at you as meaningfully as he can and he says, "Martha, please, we we can't do this."
1: All right, let's go.
0: And uh, yeah, I think I think Kennedy is pushing himself up off the ground with his one good arm.
2: Buddy, and he, uh,
0: we're out of here. We're headed back. Yeah, back to the helicopter. Yep. It's on its way. We need to go. And he. Looks at Hawk uh, with kind of a furious expression and says, You have exactly one helicopter ride to
2: come up with an extremely compelling reason to trust you. Oh, shit. <sighs> Sorry, that was Addison. That was not Mariah. Mariah <laughs> that would thinks be hilarious if that
1: was Mariah. That <laughs>
2: Mariah. was actually Siobhan. <laughs> Mariah. <laughs> Mariah thinks it on the inside. <laughs> Fair. Oh, shit. Um, okay.
0: And you guys uh, book it? You're out of there? Yeah, yeah.
1: I think we're going at a very brisk pace.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, And as you're fleeing, I think that uh, Mariah Zoe pulls probably you aside. Uh Like, okay, literally, what is going on? I'm sorry. I know I'm, like, out of the loop a little bit on this, but what just happened?
2: You know, I know I haven't given you the full truth in the past, so it's cool if you assume that I'm, like hiding stuff or admitting when I tell you this right now, but I need to level with you and say I have no fucking clue. I know that we need to go. I know whatever's going on, I don't like it.
0: So, uh, you guys flee from the overlook, making the hike out as quickly as you can. After you've put a little bit of distance between yourself and the weird light show in the sky, um, Martha, you begin to feel the the sort of hold on your magical psyche, relax a bit. Um, you're still, I think, in a bit of discomfort, and you still have some of these, like, intrusive thoughts in your mind that maybe you need to push back, but you're not actively under the influence of the the dark tags of your spooky side. Mm. Um, so you're feeling a little bit better, your head's a little bit clearer, um, but still you have a lot to process about what just went on. <clears throat> Jeez, However, as you begin to approach your campsite, um, and this is a, a bit of a hike, I know we established it would take some time, but as you approach your campsite, you do hear an idling engine a bit out of the way. Uh, the radio on Siobhan's hip suddenly crackles to life as you hear a familiar but perhaps unexpected voice say, Attention, afternoon flight to Revenant, this is your captain speaking. We'll be departing shortly, so get your asses back here and let's get you home. Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> I want to know who that is. As...
0: <laughs> As you enter the clearing, you see the one and only Rita Carini dangling her legs out of the side of a helicopter
2: cockpit. My girlfriend came to get us in a
0: helicopter.
2: (laughs) No, Um, Mariah said that.
0: (laughs) Good, very good. Um, So she spots you guys and starts the engine and hops down to come help you guys climb in. I think it was... We're just going to wreck on it and say that the clearing was big enough to land a helicopter in because I don't know the technicalities of helicopter landing. We'll assume that Rita's a really good pilot. Oh, she's Um, like the best pilot ever. (laughs) Probably the best pilot in the world. Hold
1: on. Does she do? If I know anything about Rita. (laughs) Does she cover traffic news in a helicopter for this tiny town?
0: Let me ask you something. Yeah. Do you think there's traffic
2: news in Revenant, Alaska?
1: No, that's why I'm confused at why she can drive this helicopter. I mean, I guess she can do what she wants in her uh, free time.
2: Because she's amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's well, very one, true. Well, One, you could
0: ask her. Two, um, you guys live in Alaska, so like I think oh, yeah, there's, that's very true. you know, it's not uncommon for people to like for at least one person
2: in town to have their pilot's license. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's also, true. this is Addison, just really quick, just so you know, and let me just uh that's my wife <laughs> um is that was that
0: out loud that was was addison okay
2: very good that one wasn't that one was not that was not mariah Mariah, john mulaney doesn't do stand-up yet Um, (laughs) darn it well he stole that bit from you he did from mariah (laughs) that's cute (laughs) all right beautiful
0: all right but yeah so she's you guys and is helping you into the helicopter and uh yeah anything that you guys want to establish on the but i'm sure it's a very short ride back to the ranger station
2: just uh just a just all uh, all freaked out that's where that's where Mariah is at she's not... fair well <laughs> shaken if i'm not mistaken just like looking back through the uh um canon of everything that's happened that's the only, the first time she's had a psychic invasion sort of like that hmm Yeah, I think so. Because, like, Martha's poked around a little bit before, but not like that. Yeah, no, never in that
0: way. Yeah. And never really in such a way that you were that aware of it in the moment that it happened. Exactly. Like, I think any of, like, Martha's sort of mind reading that has happened before now, you've sort of been oblivious to and have really probably only realized in retrospect, like, you probably know some things. Um, but this was very much like a, you were being interrogated, basically.
2: It's, yeah, it was scary. Mhm. Um
0: okay. Well, I think as you're climbing in, Rita probably makes some comment to you Mariah about uh it being her turn to rescue you and then Oh, cute. you guys are on your way back and uh Yeah. So, as you I want I want to switch perspectives briefly to inside the ranger station which you guys obviously wouldn't see, but
2: Yeah, let me see uh, inside the ranger station.
0: But just for a little bit of a a quick cut here. Um there is something of a small welcoming party for you guys you know obviously news travels quickly at least in certain circles and i think when ben needed someone to come pick you guys up from the forest he told rita who probably mentioned to millie who probably told her brother and anyway uh we look in the ranger station and we see uh ranger ben we see riley billy is there um eleanor and daisy sheriff danvers and obviously rita's with you um Billy is manning the coffee pot and nervously refilling mugs as folks take even the smallest sips. Riley is sitting at the main information desk with Daisy, sort of anxiously drumming their fingers as she colors a park map with an intently focused expression. My angels! Eleanor is talking with the sheriff, her arms folded across her chest, looking collected but unhappy. And Ben is seated by the door, cradling the radio in both hands and almost willing it to speak. As the sound of the helicopter approaches, he throws open the door and rushes into the entry yard, holding onto his hat against the forceful gales of the helicopter blades. You guys land, and he rushes over to the door and pulls it open as you all start to disembark. I think he sort of probably uh, grabs Martha and sort of a hug, like, without thinking, and then pulls back awkwardly and says, uh, are are you all right? I mean, all of you, obviously. Is, Is everyone in one piece?
1: Yeah, I think we're okay i think adam's the he got the brunt of it but
0: there's uh there, there's coffee and, and blankets inside and then we can get director kennedy to the hospital and uh and kennedy sort of pushes his way past and says i'm
2: i'm fine let's get inside coffee please we should
3: probably <laughs> go to the hospital for also she arm. should
2: go to the hospital
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll go to the hospital there are shock blankets inside and we need to get everybody down and in one piece
1: So, can I say, as we're walking inside, I think Ben and Martha are kind of like coming up the rear. Um, Mm -hmm. I think Martha like grabs Ben's arm, like kind of in the arm lock type thing. Aw, yeah. That, yeah. Mm.
0: He, uh, he probably like, not necessarily jumps a little bit, but I think is probably like a little bit surprised, but then like leans into it.
3: That is real nice.
0: That's real nice. So wholesome. All right, so you guys get inside. Uh, Riley, I think, runs over to Zoe and throws their arm around her neck and sort of breathing very heavily, trying not to cry. Sweet baby angel.
3: Maybe just a little bit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Zoe smiles and returns a big hug. Uh, Rita, with her arm around Mariah's shoulder, I think, guides you over to the coffee pot. Uh, Billy pours you a mug and practically forces it into your hands. Oh, and then...
2: Billy. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: then he looks over at Siobhan and, and, and gestures you over as
2: well. I'm crying. Oh. Like, not Mariah, I'm crying. <laughs> oh. Siobhan, are you going to go uh, get a bear hug?
3: Of course.
2: Natch. It's just the thing I'm for also, what else you. I am drinking coffee out of my Big Billy's diner mug right now. <laughs>
0: Oh, so meta. <laughs> I,
2: I am sorry to interrupt the flow. You just you said Billy handed me the mug, and I just started tearing up. I was like, "Oh, it's my Aww. friend.
1: <laughs> oh, here it is.
2: It got to me into my hands." <laughs> Hello. Yeah, it was too real. It felt really, it felt very real. Okay. Oh, good. So
0: I think everybody is sort of, you know, mingling and and getting their bearings and having your little conversations. You know, uh. The sheriff comes over and, in his forced and sort of formal way, uh, lets you guys know that he's he's glad everyone's all right and that things seems to go well. Um, Billy, of obviously, is, is just fussing over everybody, making sure they're all right. You know, huge bear hugs for everybody and mm-hmm. sweet man. Um, <laughs> ben and Martha are being adorable because that's what they do now. <laughs> they just are adorable. Hehehe. <laughs> um, and from the other side of the lobby, you hear raised voices, and you can't help but uncomfortably overhear the conversation playing out between Adam and Eleanor, who are off to the side. And Eleanor, who clearly looks um, more than a little bit upset, says, "What did you do to yourself?" I and mean, i I thought the messed up arm was pretty obvious. She sighs and puts her hands on her temples and says, "I I don't need your attitude. I thought this wasn't going to happen again. Uh, what, work? Work wasn't going to happen again? This this is my life, L. all right? This is what I do. It's dangerous work, yes, but it's what I've got. You've also got a daughter, Adam, and she needs you around to watch her grow up. You're needed just as much here as you are out there. And Kennedy looks sort of indignant and scoffs a bit and says... (laughs) What, you, you think I did this on purpose? And Eleanor goes silent. There's a moment of awkward, uncomfortable silence between them. And then Eleanor shakes her head and says, We're not having this conversation right now. I'm taking Daisy back with me to the motel, and we'll come see you in the morning. Adam puts a hand on her shoulder as she begins to walk away and says, I I I got comfortable, okay? I let my guard down. I screwed up. I could have gotten everyone killed, and that's on me. I own that, but I wasn't... I'm not. I'm not trying to get myself killed, Eleanor, okay? I'm... I'm not. I... She turns and looks at him and says, What are you going to do? While your arm heals. What? Who's going to take care of you like this? I'll take care of myself. Eleanor smiles, and it's bitter and a little bit sad, and says, No, Adam, you won't. She walks over to pick up Daisy, but is interrupted by Billy's voice. He says, I, I will. I, I, mean, I mean, we all will. This town... We, we look after our own, and Adam's put himself on the line for every person here when they needed him. And we'll, we'll do the same. For anyone who needs it. And, and that's a promise. He catches Siobhan's eye and smiles hesitantly as he says, From your future mayor.
3: Yay! Siobhan says yay, also.